Cinema. My name is Alex J, and with me is my wonderful co-host Beck Charlwood. Oh my god! We also have Mariah Carey in the room. <laughs> this is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have taught us that we have to fucking see. Yes. How are you, Rebecca? Look, I'm f- I'm I'm fine. I'm fine too. Yeah, I'm totally fine. There's We're no need to look into it. We're fine. both fine. We are so. St- Stop asking. We are fine. If we had a problem, we would say. Yeah, obviously. What so are you, my mum? Why are you so aggressive about how we are? Stop asking us how Stop we are. Stop asking. We're not fine. We're not fine. <laughs> We're not fucking fine. <sighs> we didn't plan to do this movie this week. This yes. movie happened. Mm. I'm going to say it, it happened. Yes. And I was like, it, it has to be to us. done. I have to have a podcast about this movie. Yep. I have to have a reason why this movie assaulted my eyeballs yes. for three so fucking hours. The backstory, you just went and saw this of your own volition. Well, it wasn't just that. What happened is me and Steve magically had a night off Great. at the same time, which we both work nights. It was a miracle, totally. right? Something to be celebrated. We're like, how do we celebrate this momentous occasion? Oh, how do we celebrate our love and this time together? Oh. And I was like, you know what? We should do what all the other what schmucks out there cool- do. Cool. <laughs> hey, normal cool couples. What yeah. normal couples do. Yeah, and we're like, let's... Dinner and a movie. Dinner and a friggin' movie. What are you, in a movie? And That's I was like, crazy. It was such a relief for us as well because I was like, we don't have to watch a dude cinema movie together for the podcast. Oh, God. We can just go and see whatever we want, whatever our heart desires. <gasps> That's nice. And we were That's like, nice. you know what? I freaking love the Margot Robs. I freaking yeah. love... The Brad Pitties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I freaking love the Leo DeCaps. Don't get me started on the DeCaps. How will we all see them at once? I know. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. So we went, we bought out a fucking $25 ticket. Oh, I forgot how expensive it is to yeah. go to the cinema. Oh, it ain't cheap. <laughs> it ain't cheap. That's an hour of my retail salary. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So you. We yeah. went and we watched it. And oh, my God. Fucking God, did it ruin our night. Oh, I'm so sorry. We were so mad. We left. We got out of the cinema. The cinema's like completely shut down afterwards because it goes for three, three freaking hours. Not even, not even 258. Nope. Three fucking hours. Three hours. We went. Lord of the Rings, but without oh any of the interest. Yeah. Enchantment and mystery. It's just, we went to a bar and we were like, the bar staff were like, where have you been tonight? Being lovely and charming. <laughs> we were like, we saw this. Freaking movie. <laughs> and wasted what the fuck? Three hours of her life for nothing. Just a so- and we both walked home like in the rain, just destroyed. We were like, what? And it wasn't even raining. It you, wasn't you even drove we, around looking that was for our rain tears. Because you just needed it to be melancholy. <laughs> we needed it so bad. So and then in a rage and also a couple of white wines at that bar, mm. I text you and I was like, We need to yes. do this for the podcast. Yeah. Absolutely need to do this. As soon as I got there, I was like, fuck, yeah, I like that. Because yeah. you haven't done a movie that's currently out. Yeah, a fresh so like, newbie. Yeah. And what what better one to start that, tr- you know, tradition with than a Tarantino, yeah. like King of Dude Cinema. We so, swore that we would dive back in and we fucking had. Yeah, so then we <laughs> had planned for today for mm. the two of us to go and watch it together because yeah. you were like, oh, 
We'll go I see it again together. See it with the I'll be your support, emotional support I being yeah, you need through to this be journey. My emotional support and also like through the prism of doing it for the podcast now. Um, and then was it this morning or last night? Look, to be honest, the anxiety was building <laughs> from the moment I s- we booked it to see it together. And I was like, I don't think I can do it again. I like, And I was like, kept like, no, like you're being a little bitch. Like you can do it. Like you can watch it again. Like you don't have to pay attention. You can be taking notes. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can check your phone this time. Yeah. And <laughs> And it got to this morning and I was just such a wreck. I was like, Alex, I can't. I can't watch it again. It's three hours. I can't do it. So instead, I roped my lovely boyfriend into coming with me. Bradley, thank you so much for coming in and assisting Alex through this difficult time. I feel so bad because, like, I watched it for a purpose. Like, I feel robbed (laughs) of my time, but I still have done it for the podcast. Poor Bradley just did it for... No reason at all. Like he's not getting that time no. back <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. And this is like your last time together before he goes like away for a couple oh, of days. Then, then he left. Oh no! <laughs> he got home and he he had to go. <sighs> Quentin Tarantino ruining relationships. <sighs> really? Um, Truly. So that's the that's the backstory, I guess, of why yeah. we're watching this <laughs> film and how he came about it. So I just finished watching it. Like we got home. And then you came over and th- now we're yeah, recording. You're fresh out in the cinema. I haven't really had any you time to... You smell like popcorn. Properly, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't properly... I haven't properly had any time to really process it. Mm. I just know what my instinct reaction feelings are. And, and what is that feeling? Talk just, me through just it. livid anger. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking livid. Yeah. I, yeah, I just don't... It's I shit. Don't. All right. Let's listen to the fucking trailer. Okay. Go. Put it on. <laughs> No, I'm a stuntman. Girl, look at me. So you still the wreck, huh? Still here. You can do anything you want to him. I hired you to be an actor, Rick. Not a TV cowboy. You're better than that. All right, what's the matter, partner? It's official, old buddy. Well, it has been. On August night and the leaves hanging down. Here I am, flat on my ass. Who, who I got living next door to me? I'm Sharon Tate. I'm in the movie. In this town, I can all change. Hey, you're Rick fucking Dalton. Don't you forget it. All right, that's fucking enough of that shit. Just minutes of lies. Lies, 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 lies. It's all all very (sighs) lie. Okay. A faded television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969, Los Angeles. That's a pretty accurate, actually. It is, but... It's not what the trailer alludes it to be at all. I I just don't know. (laughs) I don't know what this movie 
was trying to be. So I'm really, I was really interested to hear what the synopsis is because, like, it could give me some insight. If I had just read that synopsis, the movie would have met a lot more expectations than what it did. True. Because what I was led to believe is that it was about the Charles Manson yes. murders and the Manson family cult mm. and the murder of Sharon Tate. Yes. And. Oh, so if anyone hasn't seen it. Yeah. What it is actually about is um, <laughs> Brad Pitt plays is a stunt double for Leonardo DiCaprio's character, who's a famous actor. And yeah, I guess like a lot of it is like um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character kind of like worrying that his career is over and that mm. he's on the out. There's a buttload of stuff that happens that but doesn't Not really relevant. happen. No, and then. They kind of cross paths with the Manson family, like the ranch that they yeah. all have their cult at. Nothing really happens there. Margot Robbie's in it. She plays Sharon Tate. Nothing really happens there. Mm. And then at the end, there's this insane scene where well, I won't spoil it because it is not nah, spoil it. it. The oh, people it don't is, need to fucking see this. <laughs> don't is, torture it the is people. Current though. People might still be uh, okay. going to go see it. Basically, all of the action is jam-packed into the... Right in the last, like, last, five minutes yeah. of the fucking movie. Yeah. So that's kind of what it is. I don't I can't really know how to describe the actual plot, though. I think the overarching plot is Leonardo DiCaprio's character's, like, arc. Yeah, downfall is a yeah. actor. But it's not... It's, even that's really dull. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not at the forefront. Mm. A bu- bunch of other stuff happens. Like, while we were just watching the trailer... I was like, oh, yeah, Al Pacino's in it. I forgot. Yeah. Because he's in like two scenes and he's got a storyline that you think would be. That ties back to it somehow, but it doesn't. And then like there was another, this is just another thing where I was like, oh, we didn't see that resolve Mm. either. Like it's just, it's all very weird. Yeah. And as well, it didn't really feel like, because we watch Reservoir Dogs and there's all the Mm. different plot lines and like I've seen Kill Bill and there's like the whole thing of the different plot lines. Yeah. And it's, I was like, this doesn't feel... Tarantino-y. Yeah. I thought that too. Mm. And we, I like, I like Reservoir Dogs, like, yeah, having on the edge it. of my seat the entire movie. Like, there was no, not a dull moment. Mm. So what's happened is I've just very freshly seen the movie, so I haven't had a chance Alex to is, do any yeah. research about it. So mm-hmm. I actually don't know Alex let me do movie. the research this week, so uh, which is a lot of responsibility, and I, I hope I can pull it off. I'm really excited. Um, so you've like you've like read up about the movie and stuff. So yeah. I'm really interested well, to hear what the fuck it's yeah. about. Well, first I was like, we we didn't really cover t- Quentin Tarantino as a, as director, a director, so I was like, I uh, let's do a deep dive in there first. Let's figure out who this fucking weirdo is. Yeah. And then I think from there, maybe we'll be able to understand the movie more. But also, okay. as listeners, if you're like us and you don't know all about movies, well. You That's can throw all these facts in the face of dudes when they fucking try yeah. to tell you, like, we don't even know about Quentin you know Tarantino. I don't, I don't like the idea that we have to know heaps yeah. about the director to enjoy the movie. Like, the movie should just mm. be enjoyable on a first watch with no context and then it's more enjoyable the more you know about it. But yeah. this just did not have that. I feel like I came out of that being like, I feel like I've, I need to know so much more about this before we even, I even watched yeah. it, which I don't think that's fair. Ironically, you audience. could say that's kind of a cult-like mentality. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, let's dive into the rules of this fucking cult. Okay. So, Quentin Tarantino was born in 1963. He dropped out of school to become an actor 
But then he dropped out of the acting course because he got bored. Uh, <laughs> he has more acting credits than directing credits. Um, he yeah. hates watching sports, which I was like, okay. All right, I'm relating. I'm relating. Uh, but he... Um, uh, 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 I'm relating. <laughs> uh, he is also reported to say that he will only be making 10 films in total. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is his ninth? Yeah, because apparently directing is a young man's game. Wow, so he's only going to make one more film. I don't think so. He could. I don't trust a yeah. fucking word that guy says. He's not going to be. Quentin Tarantino's never going to be able mm. to not make films. That's his yeah. whole thing. And like, wh- how much pressure is that for the tenth film to be incredible? Because it's like his last. Well, if this one's anything to go by, I think he's quotes. kind of stopped giving a fuck. It feels <laughs> fucking like it. Uh, his first movie was Reservoir Dogs, yep. which we loved mm. and was great. And like, I've kind of enjoyed the other films that I've watched yeah. halves of here and there. And I never really got what the big hype was about. These are the kind of the his film i don't know the word for it film stylistic thingy with jiggies mm-hmm. yep i think that's exactly so what his is. movies are typically non-linear yes uh they're a hybrid of film genres okay for example uh the kill bill series they're like uh martial arts movies mixed with western oh uh, okay yeah and uh uh, uh, he uses everyday lengthy chit chat as exposition. So, for example, that like a virgin chat. Yeah, the whole yeah, the big di- yeah. diner scene. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, he also all of his movies. Uh, this was kind of cool for a second. Uh, all of his movies exist in the same universe, so people are related to one another. A Mr. Blonde is related to Vincent Vega's character in Pulp Fiction. Oh. Yeah. Uh, often characters will reference events from other vi- uh, other films. Oh, no way. That is cool. But also within this movie universe, there's a movie, there's a movie universe within it. Oh, okay. So Kill Bill is the movie that the characters in the Tarantino universe would watch. Yeah, okay. That's some meta fucking is, bullshit. Wait, is Kill Bill meant to be a movie or is it referenced as a movie in one of his others? Uh, kind of. So, uh. for example, uh, Uma Thurman's character in Pulp Fiction talks about uh, being part of a failed pilot, which vaguely oh, resembles okay. a prequel plot, plot to Kill Bill. Ah, so that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Like, that's fun. But also as well, like, how many hours of film do you have to watch to understand that? To, yeah. Also, how would people know that without the internet existing? Yeah. Like, this is the crazy thing is Quentin Tarantino started making movies before the internet yeah. blew up. So do, peop- uh, do people just come up with their own fan theories of what? Oh, I guess there's, like, interviews and shit that he gives. Yeah. I can't, but still, like, that's know, a lot of like, expectation on a viewer to be invested in your films. Maybe he, like, had his own Encyclopedia Britannica online. Maybe. Uh, like a CD-ROM. Yeah. Probably. Fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, his characters are often acting within acting. For example, all of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They're oh. actors playing actors acting. That's <laughs> 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 fucking... <laughs> 70% of the movie is yeah. watching Leonardo DiCaprio's character act <laughs> in a movie within this movie. Yeah. It's uh, frustrating. Uh, 
And also, historical accuracy is secondary to capturing the feeling of what's happening. Yeah. Which I was like, yeah, that's Again, absolutely what's fucking happening. <laughs> also, I felt really bad when me and speaking of this, when me and Steve watched the movie, Steve had no idea what the Manson murders were. Right. So, so I guess he, you would need, yeah, that would be confusing. He was just like, who is this lady? Who are these people? Yeah. What the fuck is that happening? That would really strange. That would be even more confusing than it was yeah. just in general. Yeah. Like why? Uh, yeah. Because Tarantino relies on people's uh, knowledge of pop culture yeah, a lot. Enough. Which I'm like, that's a fucking nerd thing as well. <laughs> uh, the movies are full of random coincidences that are integral to the plot. Which this movie that didn't come across. Think at- of an example of that. Oh. Yeah. Like there was like the hitchhiking where he kept bumping oh, into that yeah. same girl. But other than that, there was like long tangents that never came back around. Like the scene with Al Pacino trying yeah. him to get him to spaghetti westerns. Yeah. Which I desperately want to spaghetti watch a spaghetti western. <laughs> or good. eat a spaghetti western. I love spaghetti I western. Want- <laughs> yum yum yum. It's just it's pasta with tomato there. sauce on it. <laughs> spaghetti western. Um yeah. I don't like the whole party scene with Sharon Tate and that guy being like, and he loves her and he loves oh her. God. and There's da, da, da. so many fucking Literally went for 15 movie. minutes. No fucking yeah, point there's, to there's it. There's no real point. Never no comes back. Yeah. And then uh, what else? Oh, he cameos himself. Look, the, the list said cameos himself as characters, but I changed it to cameos himself as assholes in nearly every one of his movies. Was he in this one? I think he was he was He's somewhere listed in, in the it. cast, but I didn't I did not spot him, and I was no. looking out for him too. I I didn't bother looking for him to be honest. I was so <laughs> bored out of my mind. I was struggling to concentrate. <laughs> Guys, it's such a boring movie. Yeah, it's so boring. I literally um, got an hour in, and I texted you, and I'm like, we are so <laughs> bored. And I was like, you're about to be so much more bored and mad <laughs> by mad. the end of this. I was like, I'm mad. Nothing's <laughs> happened, and it's been an hour. Mm. Uh, often as well in the uh, movie, the theme is revenge. Duh, like all fucking well, yeah. cinema movies. Yeah, that's true. I was like, of course. Uh, especially at the start of Kill Bill, they've got the uh, quote that says, revenge is a dish best served cold. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, dude. You mm. know, uh, but also. I like it warm. So with revenge. Some, it's you know, n- I think each their own. Yeah. <laughs> revenge warm. So. Put a blanket on before you revenge me, please. Yeah, it's very quick, Often, though, revenge is not about getting even. It's more about redeeming power. Okay. Sounds pretty dude cinema to me. Yeah. yeah. Don't so, it? Especially in, like, Django when uh, Jamie Foxx, that's who plays. Yep. I guess. Yes. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, he goes on a trail of revenge, but then he's kind of stuck. Oh, okay. He's got his power back, but now he's stuck running the rest of his life. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, also, his movies are always usually three hours long. Are they? Yeah. Was Reservoir? I don't think Reservoir I was. I don't remember it being But most crazy. of them are. It was like two hours. Yeah. Still rudely long. It's so rude. Yeah. Uh, also, a lot of his movies allude to him having a foot fetish. Yeah. Yeah. That was not was listed like on the pro Tarantino sites that I looked. That yeah. was only well, on the I've negative read, I've heard that about Tarantino that he's always, there's always a shot of a women's feet in mm. his movies. And this came, I saw women's feet like 20 minutes into this movie. I was like, there it is. There exactly. you go. Got it out of the way. That's good. And no, they kept popping up yeah. the entire film. Yes. Did not see one male foot Mm-mm. anywhere. 
saw about 20 pairs of female feet in yeah. this, in this movie. dirty female Gross, feet. dirty, because it's the 60s and yes. then, like, no one wears shoes. They're disgusting. They're dirty. Ugh, gross. Except for Margot Robbie's feet. Yeah. yeah. Angelic. Perfect feet. Pristine feet. <laughs> and we will not say a bad word about those feet. No, they were beautiful. Um, but most of all, what we're probably going to talk about most, is uh, most of all these films are excessively violent. Which... Yeah, I was expe- – because uh, no- I know that of him, especially mm. from watching Reservoir. And I was really expecting, like, oh, where's when's the, like, yeah, yeah. The big, like, exciting, on edge of seat Tarantino shit going to happen? And it didn't happen until five minutes before the end of this three-hour movie. Yeah, it was – The I rest was, of it was – I don't, can't even remember any violence throughout it. I think it. he was almost taunting us, like, being like, you think you know me? Mm, oh, you don't know me. yeah. That's the whole vibe of this movie. It's like, "Mm, you think you know, (laughs) but you don't. Guess what? I'm going to fuck you guys up by making a boring movie and then you'll see something. I don't know what, but I'm having a tantrum. Yeah. It's it's a real shitty vibe that it gives off. But like speaking of the violence, the part where I don't think we definitely have to talk about in this podcast is that Quentin Tarantino is violent towards his actresses on set. Yeah, so this, this was something that was brought up to us after Reservoir. Um, one of our listeners let, uh, alerted us that he has a really bad history of being Yeah, um, and it's violent. pretty fucking bad. So you've read into that, have you? Yes. Okay. So multiple of his lead actresses, because like, there's, there's, he writes a lot of violence against women into his scripts, which I'm like, fair enough, everyone cops violence in these movies. Yeah. Oh, someone's head got smashed, though, pretty pretty much to a pulp in this. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I'll be ready for that. I uh, guess... Which I mean, you got three hours to prepare, so you're ready. Were, yeah. <laughs> I generally, when the violence is happening in this movie, I was like, thank God. Like, Something. just the relief. But anyway, so he uh, has been known that whenever his uh, female leads are being choked, he will step in uh, and make sure that it is done in the way he sees best uh, to get the best shot which for them is often quite distressing. It means a lot of takes and it oh. means with quite excessive force. Yuck. Mm-hmm. And this Ew. is m- a multiple leads. This is not. I've said this yes. about him. Yeah, not <gasps> just one. Fucking hell. Why does he, why does he need to step in and. And be the choker. It's uh, it's and it's very and as well. I read some stuff online where people are like, yeah, but like Leonardo DiCaprio like sliced his hand open. I was like, yeah, but that's of his own. That was probably volition. an accident. Right? That was an accident yeah. that he and he chose to then keep going with the scene. Quentin wasn't like, all right, now Leo, slice your fucking hand open. Yeah, like, like he would didn't take the glass and throw it at Leo. Right. Like it's very different when it is the director who has written. And as well, you've got to start thinking that it's probably part of a sick fantasy if it's happening over and over again. And he's writing it. He's, and he's making writing it. Up out it. Of, like, again, this is not a historical, these aren't historically accurate movies or anything. They're not based on anything. They mm. are just coming from someone's imagination. Yeah. He's not like, no, but this is how it happened when it in real life happened. Like, no, these are all just imaginary tales. And he's writing in these scenes. Yeah. And insisting that he does them? That's yes. so weird. It's very, very morbid and dark. And also very Stanley Kubrick-esque. That's what makes me think. It makes me think of fucking Clockwork Orange. Yeah. And it's... It's it, making these women do take after take of something that's distressing and 
Yeah, and also kind of uncomfortable. shows that it's like it's you know because the male actors aren't putting up with this, mm-hmm. then that's it, not happening to them. They haven't yeah. reported anything like this, right? And it's kind of shows it's like well, you don't really see women as people if you're treating them as props. Clearly, ugh, yeah. Mm. As well, like the most notable one was uh, Uma Thurman when she was filming uh, Kill Bill. She was supposed to get into a car and like drive really fast on this like really windy road. And she looked at the car and she's like, that car doesn't look safe. That's a very old car. I, I don't I don't feel right about this. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, 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 you have to do it. And you have to go at 40 miles an hour. Otherwise, your hair won't blow correctly in the breeze. Oh. Like, this is the level of control he's exuding Whoa. onto his actors. And she was like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. And eventually, he's like, you have to. Like, you have to do it. So And, like, lied to her. And was like, we had someone check the car. It's all safe. And she got in and she, there's the footage online. I don't, I don't recommend anyone watch it. It is quite disturbing. What? Well, she gets, you see the car crash. <gasps> she has a car crash. Yes. She crashes the car and you see her head <gasps> go like forwarded all the way back. And she like fucked her neck and her knees. Oh and she's God. like had ongoing pain since. <gasps> Shit. Mm. Fucking hell. Yeah. Apparently there was a resolution and they forgave each other, but still it's kind of the forgave each other. Piece. <laughs> He forgave her. He forgave her <laughs> for coming forward and saying something. Um, but like, that's so a conversation they probably did have. <laughs> He's uh, like, I forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the thing of like, he shouldn't, you should, as a director, you have duty of care over these people. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're literally putting their lives into your hands, especially if there's any kind of stunts going mm. on. And as well, if you're a very rich and powerful director, like you're going to want to, someone's going to want to appease you and you've got to, mm be conscious of the energy that you put out and yeah. the request that you make because totally. you have to say jump and everyone's going to say how high. Of course they are. You're surrounded by yes men. If you're Quentin Tarantino, yeah. yes but men I th- with big old Tarantino hard-ons. I think that Quentin has a bit of a problem with mm. power because he has described himself uh, as a conductor of people's emotions Ugh. through film. <laughs> yeah. A conductor of people's People's emotions. emotions. And you know he means like full on I'm wearing a tux and I've got one of those little thing conductor Mm. ones Mm -mm. and he probably does it in front of the mirror at home and listens to classical music and pretending he's just conducting the world. Yeah. And just – and like I watched the interview and he's like, and now I make you laugh and now stop laughing and now you're scared. And I'm like – Oh, you're sick. Like, there's well, something wrong Okay, one, with you. yeah, that's just what movies do and every director could say that about themselves. Yeah. Because, like, of course, yeah, you're con- you're controlling what happens in the movies. Therefore, you're controlling what kind of emotions you want your audience yeah. to elicit. Like, that's – anyone could say that. Yeah. But then he's like, ugh, it's just such – there's such a – I mean, it's very But 90% of the emotions that he inflicts is fear and tension. Mm. It's like you're not making comedies, mate. The feelings that you want to inflict on people I are not fucking nice. I thought this was I, – I had some expectation that, that this movie was funny. I don't know. I think maybe someone told me that and I did not crack a smile once. No. Maybe once. Maybe if they'd quickened up the pace a bit, oh. I'd been able to pay attention to any jokes that may have been in there. <laughs> that may have been just hiding in the wings. But, like, that whole – like. It, and I am generalizing, but saying that he's like a conductor of people's emotions, that's such a dude thing. I just yeah. I can't imagine many women having that kind of a um, arrogance about their 
directing and stuff like unless they're just actual like you know psycho art artists that are just off the planet but like i can't imagine like it's that just is such like i can see him saying that yeah coming out of that fucking man <laughs> mouth of his that squish little pressed down nose yeah uh, yeah I, I just reading all this really like it made me kind of like be like oh like i see how that's in once upon a time in hollywood but mm. also it's painful because you're like, it is the director's job to create tone and each director has their own tone that runs through their movies. And it's like, yeah, Quentin Tarantino has a fucking strong brand and strong hold over totally. that. Yeah. But he's a piece of shit. <laughs> like he's a piece of fucking shit. He's a piece of shit. And it's just embarrassing that he's so revered. And so just looked up to. Yeah. Like he's a god. Yeah. And I honestly feel like this Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is him just being like giving it a fucking half crack and putting these tiny little slithers in there for all his fans to be like, he did it. He did the thing. He yeah. did the thing that we love. Right. We yeah. love it so much. And there it's it like, is. no, Tick. he's mocking you. Yeah. Like I he's feel, fucking I mocking like you. This movie was mocking me because like I said, like an hour in, I was like, what's actually happened though? One, what has happened? Yeah. And two, what is this movie about? An hour in, I still didn't really know what this movie was about. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the storyline I meant to be focusing on is. And like, I get that he does non-linear storytelling, but it wasn't even non-linear. No. It was just that. Let's I, dive into, let's dive yeah. into Once Upon a Time. Let's leave. We know all about. Thanks, Quentin. Thanks, Quentin. Bye, bitch. Bye. Um, so yeah, this movie, I just, um, I was just bored. And like, if he's you know, got his big dick saying that he is the conductor of people's emotions, then all he fucking conducted out of me was just boredom. Yeah. Just confusion. Yeah. That's all I felt the entire time. And then at the end scene, I, I like, because it was so gruesome, like looked away and was like, <gasps> but like that wasn't until two hours and 55 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. Like there was no emotions elicited. And there was other people in the cinema and no one was reacting to any... Because there's nothing to Everyone's react to. Everyone's asleep. Yeah. Everyone's like, I'm done. I don't care anymore. Like I was, I was so restless in my seat. I just kept looking at Brad like, I'm bored and I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, if this wasn't for the pod, I would have... I reckon I would have walked out mm. halfway through and just been like, I can read what happens at the end. Yeah, the only through line that kept me... Uh, uh, like alert was the every now and then when Margot Robbie would come up and I was like, oh, there's Sharon Tate. She's going to die. Yes. Yes. And I was like, what's going to happen? Yes. And like I did un- like the building of her character. Like she's really nice. Like yeah. she's like a little bit naive, but she's yeah. like very sweet. And she's like just coming up in Hollywood. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, this lady's going to die. Oh my yeah. God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh God. I, like we, uh, it, he's probably wanting us to become emotionally attached to her. Mm. So cool. I can do that because she's gorgeous and she's super cutie. and Yeah. Then nothing happened. Then nothing fucking happened. No. At all. Mm. I mean, maybe that was the point, but like, what a fuck you to your audience. I think absolutely he was like, he was dangling the thing of everyone's been like, ooh, how, how is he going to kill Sharon Tate? Mm. How is he going to execute? Yeah, right. You know, how is he going to do this? How is he going to show this big historical event? And then he never does. And I think that's. Which I think that could be done better in a better but this just felt like a fuck you just Mm. like haha this last three hours that you've spent trying to figure out who I'm meant to becoming attached to or what I'm meant to be interested in guess what none of it fucking matters yeah I think that I have a crazy theory because this movie was originally meant to be distributed by the Weinstein company yeah but then as they were planning distribution of it 
the whole Harvey Weinstein thing came out and Quentin Tarantino immediately cut ties. Yeah, and the, I remember then, you saying that last year. Um, yeah. Reservoir Rep and I do respect that mm. wholeheartedly. Yeah, but then what, what I think happened is then the whole Me Too thing happened and then the movie, you know, the movie was in production while that was all happening. Mm-hmm. I think the original script of this movie was very different. Ah. And then after all the allegations came out, then after all these people were like, hey, Quentin Tarantino, you're a fuckhead. Mm. I think he took a lot of the violence out of this movie and I think this movie had a very different ending ah. that is locked up behind closed doors that no one will ever read. What do you reckon And Sharon was? Tate was, was actually murdered in a horrible way in this script. Ah. But because of everyone being like, track. stop. Yeah. Way more mm. of what my expectation of a Tarantino movie is. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, I've got to stop murdering these women in horrible, horrible ways." Ah, he still murders women. He though, still does. Yeah, in this movie. Yeah, but but yeah. not the lead. Yeah, the yeah. the lead. Yeah, you're right, and especially like it was horrific as well because she was yeah. pregnant and stuff. Yeah, it would have been pretty fucking confronting. Yeah, and also in a way, it was like I did find it oddly respectful. To kind of leave those people alive, like in the mm. like, it took yeah. it, not immediately. I was mad for days after, yeah. But then I was like, oh, like it is nice that in this film universe that these people are still alive. Well, I am um, well. As we're driving home, I just wanted to. <laughs> I did ask Brad just to look up, just like why, yeah, <laughs> just why <laughs> the movie is as yeah. it is, <laughs> um, and. He read somewhere that, like, it's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So it's a fairy tale. Yes. So he's decided to do this fairy tale ending of... Okay, spoilers if anyone hasn't seen it. Yeah. Skip ahead. But, like, if if you do care. Um, but, like, the fairy tale ending is what if the Manson killers got the wrong house and tried to kill the people in DiCaprio's house rather than Sharon Tate's house. So I get that and now that makes sense why it's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood if it is meant to be, okay, this is a fairy tale story of what could have an alternate ending of the Manson murders. But I don't know. It just still was a bit bleh. It was Yeah, it was, it was just too much build up for that. And as well, all these little offshoots that – well, I mean like 90% of the movie is about – Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio's relationship. Yeah, but kind of also not. Like, yeah. it is, but I'm not – I wasn't attached to their friendship Mm-mm. at all. The person – I was actually most attached to Leonardo DiCaprio, who's just a big idiot. Yeah, he had <laughs> And the, he kind of lo- – I really loved his yes, character. <laughs> he had the one interesting storyline for me was mm. his, like – yeah, his character – he had a little stutter and it was really interesting and yeah. he was, like – heavily like um insecure about his career and, yeah and the way he's acting and he's like yelling at himself for forgetting lines like that was really interesting yeah and I, I was like I yeah. really like you I hope that you're like you're okay <laughs> yeah and uh the the, the thing that redeems this movie is the acting mm. I think DiCaprio did an excellent job and I think Brad Pitt was great yeah um, Margot Robbie was great like, yeah. if they didn't have those incredible actors... Like, this cast is amazing. If they didn't have those incredible actors... Sorry, I'm under my pants because I'm full. Not as a... As a I oh, haven't I trapped was you in to, here. Okay, so I can stop take recording my pants off. So we can just go to the bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. yeah, I got the time. 
Um, yeah, the actors are really what carried this for me. Like, mm. even though I wasn't interested at all in the storyline, mm. no. watching DiCaprio act is just a, a joy for me. So, yeah, and like Brad Pitt was amazing, but his character. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, like, I really like this kind of bit of a weirdo, like, stuntman following him around. Yeah. Like, but then when it was revealed that he murdered his wife. Yeah. And everyone knows about it. I was like, fuck. But that was such a, like, that is, when that was revealed, I was like, oh, finally something juicy and meaty for me to be, like, mm. really excitable by and, like, interested in in a plot <laughs> line. And then that was forgotten too. Like they, yeah, they I think that was a subtle nod at Harvey, well, like Harvey Weinstein, oh, yeah. at being like, yeah, this shit goes on, and these dudes still work. They just get away with it. Yeah, yeah. but like I was like, I want to see more about that. Like, did he do it? Mm. Like, I guess maybe, and maybe that's the point. Is like we don't find out. We're not meant to find out. I think he definitely did it. I think it was implied that he definitely. Yeah, but like, her. like they, there was no resolution to that. Kind of that storyline. It was just yeah. like, okay, yeah, he killed his wife, and the director's wife has a problem with it. Yeah. Um, then we forget about it. I also think that was like a lazy nod at the death of Natalie Wood as well, who's an actress who allegedly just fell off a boat and died. Oh, yeah. I don't know that. No, story. it's a very, very niche pop culture oh, reference. Okay. Well, I, guess, yeah. I guess you're a regular Tarantino fan, aren't you? Oh, it's just true crime. <laughs> just anything to do with true crime. Okay. Yeah, if yeah, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't that invested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and I really thought like, so yeah, it's boring and it goes for so long and there's so much in it that I feel doesn't, I just as a viewer, doesn't need to be in it. Mm. Half of this movie is watching people walk. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> it is. But oh my God, I just realised. Every scene has a walk that goes for too long. Like, like every, I don't, it was frustrating me so much because I knew how long it was. So I was like clocking mm. <laughs> everything as I was watching it. Like, okay, this is too long. So that could have been cut down. Like they've walked from a trailer. It gets to the point where you're editing the movie as it's yeah. happening. That's how fucking boring <laughs> this movie is. <laughs> I could have lost, easily lost 10 seconds there. Like they, they watch and I mean, yeah, DiCaprio and Pitt, they, they walk cool. Yeah. I, I'm happy to watch them walk. Brad Pitt especially has a cool walk. He really does. But like, there's stuff like it's not like anything happens during the walk that's important to the plot. So like, you could have just you could have edited that to be like, okay, he's leaving this place, and look, he's now at this place. But instead, we watch the 15 second <laughs> walk from this place to that place. Ah, uh, so far, and the driving as well. Quentin loves filming people while they're driving. Does he loves it. Yeah, there was lots of driving. Yes, lots of driving. Yeah, I knew their cars intimately. Yeah, Sharon Tate picking up the hitchhiker. So long. So like, but we'll, well, okay, for what that, reason? For, exa for example, I forgot that happened. Yeah. I don't feel like that has any mm -mm. attribution to the plot line. So why did that happen? No, we don't know. We will never know why. He will never tell us. <sighs> I'm so frustrated. <sighs> so half of the movie is walking and like we said earlier, and the other half of the movie is watching Leonardo DiCaprio be in another movie. Yeah. In this movie. Well, there was a chunk actually where that really got my back up and got my attention. I don't know if you'll feel the same, mm. but the scene where he's talking to that little child actress. Oh, yeah. So her name is uh, Julie Butters, and she's Andy McDowell's daughter, who's the woman in Groundhog Day. Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which I was like, oh, oh That was cool. Like, not while I was watching the movie. When I Googled it, there was oh. a nice moment. There was no oh. nice moments watching the movie. No. Oh, I like that. Mm. She... That scene, I feel like I get that um, 
was probably moving the plot forward in retrospect. I can see that that was mm. commenting on his just, yeah, insecurity around his acting. Did you get the vibe? Okay. we'd cl- Okay. This is good. Look, this is – okay, look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got the vibe when I was watching that scene that it was about to get – Oh, no, Pedophilic. Really? Yeah, because it was a nod. Like, everything was like a nod to old Hollywood. Like, here's this guy who's murdered his wife and getting away with it. Here's all this other shit. See, I actually... Why not talk about the pedophiles in Hollywood? Because they're out there. We see you pedophiles. Stop it. Yeah, you're in the spotlight now. That's a nod to the movie Spotlight that I've covered. Yeah, thank you. Um, (laughs) I See, I watched this, and maybe this is... Maybe I would have found it more interesting if I had this as a context in my brain of like what you just said, nod to old Hollywood. I mm. didn't watch it like that. Yeah. With like, like with Brad get, getting away with murdering his wife. Mm. I didn't think of it in the context of like, oh, that's what old Hollywood oh, was okay. like. So yeah. maybe if I had thought, like had been seen. Looking <laughs> Look, at I don't think men murdering prison, their wives is part of, oh, maybe it is. I don't know. Oh, just getting away with shit though. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe if I had watched that scene with the girl, with that context, I would have been more worried. But I was just more like, this is just a weird scene where there's this little brat kid who I hate now and because <laughs> she, she was just so self-righteous yeah. about her acting. Because um, he was like, you're so mature. Like, you're so smart. And I was mm. like, is he flirting with her? Is that, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. is that what's happening? But thankfully, no. Thankfully, no, you didn't get those vibes. That would have made it so much worse than it already Yuck. was. Oh. But that in itself, not that that's something I want to see, but that in itself would have been like, okay, here's a plot line that I can follow. Like, here's yeah. something that's happening. And what psycho Andy McDowell would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can act the <laughs> pedophile victim <laughs> in, in the Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, fine, go for sure, it, sweetie. Sure, 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 sure. I didn't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> it's Hollywood. You have to say yes. What oh, a- that felt yuck. <laughs> Yucky. Oh, God, I got to go wash my mouth out <laughs> but Quentin Tarantino actually um oh no he said something pretty fucked oh, uh get ready for this I think this is the worst thing that we've ever said on this podcast uh so warning for anyone who's experienced sexual assault so trigger warning please step out of the room uh-huh. now so because he was portraying Roman Polanski in the movie uh Polanski uh, uh assaulted I was actually assaulted a 13-year-old girl in 1977. And when Tarantino got asked, like, how do you feel about putting that character into your movie? He said uh, that she was down with it and that Polanski had sex with a minor. That's not rape. What? This guy is trash. What the fuck? How is he fucking allowed? He said that recently. Yes. In this climate. Yes. He said this is what makes me with a minor. So she was down for it. Therefore, it's not rape. What the fuck? Read the fucking law, cunt. Like, what are you? Sorry, I've said cunt a lot on previous, like the last couple of episodes, but I'm generally really. It's a beautiful word. I love that. He deserves it. He deserves it. And not even in the Australian way. I'm saying it. In the proper way. With an American with feeling an behind actual, it. I'm generally mad an and insult. I hate you. It's an yeah. Wait, so he <sighs> He does and this How is what makes when people are like, he... oh no, like he's got like he's he's aware of it and all this shit. And I'm like, no. Obviously no, not. he's not. He's no not 13, up to date. No thirteen year old can be down with it. That's yeah. the point. You can't give consent under the age of whatever the age of consent is. Yeah. And thirteen is not it. No, it's fucking not. And for him to not 
realize that huh. or just have no concept of it. You're just like, you're not like, I hope he only, I hope he does no more movies like none. But if he does the 10th, I'm like, I really hope you weren't lying about this being your last. Cause you're done. Yeah. Like you're fucking it's done. Time. Like you're an old man. Now you're out of touch. You had your prime. Yeah. You had your success. You've got your money. Yeah. Get out, make space for other people. Yeah. And also like, if he's obviously, so obviously got a huge ego and stuff like, mm. Leave your legacy as this. Yeah. Don't because you'll ruin it if he tries to keep making How he hasn't already movies. ruined yeah. it. How there are people still out there mm. defending him and and like I feel so I bad for paying him. for his movie. Like I feel truly oh, dirty. Don't even get me started on that. I forgot how expensive movies yeah. were. <laughs> I got to the counter and she charged me twenty two dollars fifty. And I was ridiculous. like, oh, I was expecting fifteen dollars. <laughs> A different time. It's been a long time since I've been to the cinema. Well, now we look. Now we understand consent, and we pay twenty two dollars fifty for movies. That's the world we live in now. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the first one's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, Shit! I'm this not, podcast just took a turn. Not like, oh, fine, consent. No. What else? If we have to, I just feel like there were so many things, plot lines that could have become quite interesting that just weren't, like. When he when Brad goes to the commune and insists on seeing his old friend George, yeah, and it's real weird, and they're all very cagey, like no George is napping, and I was like, okay, George is obviously dead, like, yeah, George is George. dead, yeah, and I'm like, oh, here again, finally something I can grip onto and like keep me on the edge of my seat, and then he goes and sees George, and George is is alive, and he is just taking a nap, like he's lost his marbles, and it's, mm. it's I guess it's implied that he that they're taking advantage of him, but I was like, well. There's just another, let something happen in this movie. Something Even if it's George happen. dying. I'm sorry, George. Or, or, yeah, him, like, just, I don't know, anything. And that was just something like that could have been a really interesting storyline and it wasn't. And, and he just leaves. <laughs> you know that? Um, just goes. That really long walk he does from George's house to his car. Oh, God. I was like, Again, the real time really on this is walk. bullshit. <laughs> but, like, where they're all... They're all watched. There's like 20 people, mostly women, watching him and they hate him yeah. because he's in, an intruder and he's, you know, they're threatened by him. And he, and I was watching that the whole time just being like, if these genders were reversed, if this was a woman walking and oh, 40 fuck. men were watching her, like it would just be, because he was just walking through with such confidence because he's like, I'm a dude. And I know how to fight. I know how to so fucking whoop So if any of these ass. people, unless they've got a gun, if any of these people try and come at me, I've like he was just confident in his own safety. Whereas like this is just so like so I don't know what it is, but like if those genders, like if he was a woman and they were all men, that would not happen. She, yeah, she, he'd no. be like, all right, I'm staying. I live in George's house now. I'm not leaving. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not making I it to my George car. I fuck George now. I'm yeah. part of the cult. I'm part of the cult. Who do you want me to kill? Everyone? It right. just made me so jealous. I'm like, oh, I wish I could go through yeah. life with that fucking confidence. <gasps> I'm just walking through 40 people who want to, I think, want to hurt me. And I'm like, so what? So, I yeah. want that confidence in life, <laughs> in my safety. Maybe that's why dudes idolize all these action films because mm. they're like, I want to just be able to like rip someone's head off yeah. if they yeah. cross me. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it is. Yeah. And I don't want to rip anyone's head off. No, it's too much work. I'm just stay safe inside my home. Break a nail. <laughs> so what do you think, baseline, like, what do you think this movie was about? Oh, God. I am. Um, because I'm still not sure. I don't know. 
I don't know. I honestly think what happened is Quentin Tarantino started writing this movie with a very different idea in mind. The Me Too movement happened. Harvey mm. Weinstein got shut down and he changed his fucking tone and this is why this movie's a mess. So you think, That is my theory. You, do you think it was meant to be more focused on the Manson murders? Mm. Than I think is? it was meant to be a lot more violent. I think yeah. it was a lot more like his older works. Yeah, right. A lot more similar. And I think that he changed a lot of it. Because without the violence, it's – like without violence in this movie, yeah. it is what it is, which is a boring movie. Mm. Which maybe maybe he rests on his laurels of violence, and that's what makes all these other movies super interesting. And yeah. without that violence, it wouldn't be they wouldn't be as interesting a movies. Mm. And this is a, an example of that. Yeah, because I look like I looked at the a lot of the I listened to a couple of podcasts about the movie, oh. and a lot of them are like, oh, you like deep research. I went deep. Like, I had I to. I had of you. to justify <laughs> this I don't fucking know what movie. It is. I don't know what the fuck it was meant to be or do. <laughs> But a lot of the podcasts are like, oh, like it's him. Like he represents uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio of like, you know, the men of Hollywood fading while, you know, like the – or the women in this movie are rising. Mm-hmm. So it's his like acknowledgement of that. And I was like, no, but this was written before the Me Too movement. This movie was written early 2017 mm-hmm. before all this happened. So I don't think he had that level of self-reflection. I think that's something that came later to the script. Well, even if that is the undercurrent, that's not obvious Mm-mm. as a as a viewer. Nope. I, that's something I would love to watch. I'd yeah. love to watch a movie about, yeah, about men in Hollywood feel like, like they're losing um, the power and mm. women coming up, but that's the first I didn't. Even, that didn't once cross my mind during this movie. Yeah. And I'm not. No. I don't think I'm an idiot. Like I think if that was a plot point or like a theme that he wanted people to see, then I don't no. think he did it well. And as well, Margot Robbie's barely in this movie. She has like 20 she's, minutes of screen time she's in barely total. Barely in it, but also she's in it. I think too much because nothing ever happens with her character. Yeah, like, but Desert, she's nailing that character. By the way, so good. I was watching f- clips of. Her and Sharon, she's nailed it. Yeah, like, if you go right. watch now, it'll blow your mind. You're like, oh, cool. oh sh- sh- down to the blinks, wow. down to the hand movements, the walk, really everything. And, it was weird and quirky. And I'm like, okay, that must be how Sharon Tate was. Exactly like her. This exactly. is not my exactly. Which then is ironic because it's like, uh, Quentin's like, I don't want to emulate history. I want to create my own. It's like, then why have you dedicated mm. so much of this plot, so, so much of it to, to replaying actual... events in history? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But. But they're not also because everything, like Leonardo DiCaprio is not based on a real actor and all his films and TV shows they talk about are obviously made up. Oh, that we know of. There's probably some nerd out oh, there that's like, actually, he's based on Jonathan Holmarker, who's Holmarker. a famous Western actor. Yeah, um, ugh, Grow up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like I, yeah she, I have that. I'm right on the tip of, like I said, yeah, Margot's barely in it, but she's in it too much for her character's yeah. plot line. Yeah, that's and very true. The guy who plays Charles Manson is in it for two seconds. I thought he was in it for heaps long. Yeah. Because he's an Australian actor. And I remember when he oh, was Oh, you the past. hype. Everyone's like, oh, my God. Yeah. He's in it. We were all like so excited. 20 seconds. <laughs> he's literally, I was like, oh, okay. I clocked him early and I said to Brad, like, that's Charles Manson, I think. Um, <laughs> so, like, watch this space because it's going to get real. Because he's in it right at the beginning. I got really excited. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. We're going to see some shit. And we don't never see him. Never. Like, he's, he's very much about. like a, a, what is it, omnipresent? Omnipresent. Omnipresent. Present. That sounds good. He's like, he's mentioned a lot, never seen. Yeah. Except for that 20 seconds. But I don't even know why he's, 
mentioned a lot because then like the girl at the commune is saying to Brad like, oh, Charlie would love you. Charlie would love you like because you hate the police and yeah. you're a bit against authority. And even then I was like, ooh, okay, like – Tasty, yeah, we're gonna like meet something's him. We're gonna, gonna happen, him. and like Brad's gonna like butt heads with him or something. Yes, and then they're like, "He's not here. And he's not here." And see, ya a yeah. bit later, maybe. But this movie what? is literally <laughs> just creating tension <laughs> to let us fucking down. But it wasn't even tension. I was just bored. I, it, everything felt like the whole like every single plot line is like setting up something that doesn't come back to it. And in previous movies, Quentin Tarantino has been really good at that. Mm. At connecting everything and mm. oh yeah, like Reservoir Dogs, perfect example. I the twists and the turns and the connect yeah, like um, yeah. finding out that blah blah is, isn't who we thought he was, and he turns out to be like I was ready for that kind of excitement, and nothing even resembling mm-hmm. that happened. My question is, so my preconceptions of this movie was that it was really good because I've heard mixed reviews. Mm. I've heard that it's quite dividing. Like half of the people loved it, half hated it. But why would anyone love this? I want to speak to someone and don't at me. Um, don't at us. <laughs> with explanations. Please. Like, uh, I don't know how to. Don't explain the movie I don't movie know how to screen to this. Yeah, don't explain it to me. Just I want to know why Actually, you think it's so, so good. I want to know. I want to. I think that all of uh, Quentin Tarantino fans will be like, it's great. It's Quentin Tarantino. I would like to know if Is you are out there and you were not a Quentin Tarantino fan, you aren't you aren't aware of his other movies, you're not a follower, and you were a fan of this movie. Mm. I wanna I yeah. wanna hear from you. Actually, I wanna know why you, you like this find movie. Interesting about this movie. Mm. Yeah. Because it, uh, it I looked it up just very quickly, like review wise, and it's got like eighty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. There, yeah. there are people what? out there who 87? love it. Something crazy like that. That's crazy. But my theory is that that's just that big movie nerds that have hard-ons for Tarantino are the only ones reviewing movies on websites. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, it was weird. Like, all the podcasts I listened to about it were all – they're all – Pro Pro Tarantino fans. And it was kind of weird because the whole podcast, all of them were like – they're like, yeah, it's it's too long, you know, and, like, I don't really get what it was saying and, like – you know, it's two it, it pretty didn't... big marks against a yeah, movie, aren't they? Yeah, and all of them were like, you know, like, yeah, like this wasn't great, and that wasn't great, and this wasn't great, and that wasn't great, and this wasn't great, and that wasn't great. And they're like, but it's a great film. But At the what? end was always their summation. And you know what? I felt That's like I could ridiculous. feel Quentin Tarantino holding a gun yeah. to these people's heads <laughs> totally. and be like, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, you movie you. reviewer. I dare you go to and you... say this is a bad movie, despite yeah. all of the reasons you've just given for why this is a bad movie. Yeah, go ahead and say you don't like yeah, it. I oh, dare you, you what? You then you call yourself a real movie reviewer. Yeah. Then you you don't like Quentin Tarantino. You're going to call yourself? Yeah, they're just not a allowed. Fucking movie reviewer. They're not allowed. Say it, cunt. They're not. Say it. Allowed to not like Quentin Tarantino. Films. And again. That's a cult mentality. It is a cult mentality. It's not giving people the free will to say what they want and feel what they feel. So you have true. to say you like him or you're not in the club and you don't know shit about cinema. Well, guess what? I don't want to be in that club. I don't want to be in it. Fuck you. Like, I want to be in a club where we can like what's good and hate yeah. what's shit. And this is shit. It's shit. So fucking take your gun away, Quentin, and stop looking Put at Put it in your movie and, and make it more exciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want to hear? I have a crazy theory. Uh-huh. About this movie. Please. So, because Quentin Tony, he's on his way out. He's like, I'm only making 10 more films. As we've said many mm-hmm. times. We can only hope. 
I would love if this movie was Quentin mocking his fans. That would be so great. So this this goes deeper. So his fans in the movie are the Manson family. Okay, wait, let me. Okay, then the Manson family, yeah. right? Oh, is he, and he's Charles, and he's as in like he's no. brainwashing his fans. So yeah, he's like they're like oh like we love we love we love yeah. we love, but then at the end his fantasy is them all getting fucking getting murdered, brutally murdered, because he hates them. Yeah, literally making them sit through a three-hour cinematic sermon, and then w- murdering them, and then being like fuck you, there's your action, you fucking little idiots. Oh, my God. I would love that so much. And I would actually I would respect him, yeah. have respect for him about that. I absolutely don't think that's what he did. But still, I would be It'd like, It would be oh! so good if it was because that would actually make so much <laughs> sense. Like this, It would make this movie make so much sense. Yeah. And he's like, I made you sit through it. I made you love it. And you're mm-hmm. going to love whatever I do. But also, but he, he, but he won't. He, what he'll do is he won't release that piece mm. of information until like a year away. Mm. Once people have all finished yeah. jerking off over this film, and then he's no. like, "By the way, clean up your jizz because no, his with tenth you guys. film will be about exactly that." Oh, <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Shit. I hope that's it. That would make this movie make sense because mm. other than that, otherwise it doesn't. And he's like, "You dumb idiots wouldn't even get the house right. You're so fucking obsessed." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Unlike right. this uh, movie. <laughs> oh, special mention also, Dakota Fanning is in this movie. And oh, I did yeah. not even know who she was until we watched the trailer just then. Yeah. And her name came up on her character. I was like, that was fucking Dakota Fanning? No Unrecognisable. Not recognisable. Really good. Yeah, really good she did this. a good job. <sighs> There's nothing amazing about it. It's like, they're, yeah, they're great actors and they're great acting but everything around it sucks like you had you had all this talent and this is what you fucking did with yeah, it, it that's what a disappointment rude. it's very rude i wonder what the actors think about it like really in their core I do they think it's an interesting film they have to say it is obviously, yeah but i wonder if they're really like if if brad watches that back and he's like i don't really do anything do i <laughs> I, I walk a lot. Yeah. Nothing really happens to me, does it? I know. Margot Robbie staunchly defended her character on there because everyone's like, yo, you know who you're working with? Oh. You're agreeing. After everything you know, you're agreeing Ooh. to work with this guy. Right, okay. And she was like, she was like, no, like I think it's like really great portrayal and all this kind of stuff. And I kind huh. of... Of what though? What is a betrayal? Yeah, I think once again, I think that the script that they were given was yeah, very, different, very different, and I think that they're all just like yeah. had to sign NDAs, be like, you don't talk about that script. Interesting. And all stuff that they shot, he would have also shot so much more stuff that didn't make it to the cut. This the people this were like Quentin, stop. four and a half hours. Stop. No. Stop shooting. Sh- stop shooting. Yeah. Stop it. You've done enough walks. We know how everyone walks. <laughs> so many fucking walks. Should we? Okay, let's rate it. Obviously, we don't recommend anyone sees this. No, don't watch it. Don't, don't watch it. I just if don't. If someone makes you watch this on a date, if someone suggests to take you there and they've already seen it, oh. get get fucked. Oh. Get the fuck out. Because we were like, we just did this just before we started recording. My sister called and I had her on speakerphone. <laughs> She's asking how everything's going, like what, oh. what movie we're reviewing. She was so beautiful, enthusiastic. She was. She's like, oh, I really want to see that. Like my husband and I were going to go like gold class cinema and see it. We were like, no, don't, don't waste your money. No. Don't waste that. Don't give it to an abusive fuck. <laughs> so no, we don't recommend people watch no. this movie. Ratings, I give it a 
two because I did mm. quite enjoy watching Brad and Leo. Yeah. Um, I would have preferred to see them in a much more interesting plot line. Yeah. I, what were we running it out of? Oh, shit. Sorry. Two I'm just all over the place because I just I, yeah, don't. Yeah, you're still mad. You're still reeling. My really day's stolen from me. Oh, honey. I'm so sorry. How many <laughs> Brad Pitt's dick not wearing underwear in jeans <laughs> out of five? I didn't notice. He de- Look, it wasn't said, but it definitely was implied that that man does not fucking wear underwear. Oh, no. Did you see his shoes? His little moccasins? Did you moccasins? see his house? His, his, his trailer. Oh, God. That was sad. Oh, actually, I will give a special mention to my favourite character in this film is Brad Pitt's dog. Yeah. I loved that cute. dog. It was beautiful. He was cute. And I, Giggled every time he came on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I give... Actually, cans of dog food. That's funny. Yeah. I, I, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I give it two cans of dog food. All right. Out of five because, yeah, I think the only redeeming fact is the beautiful acting that we get to watch. I give it two but not to the movie or the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I give it to directly to that adorable dog. He gets all the dog food. That's lovely. Oh, he gets two cans. He gets two cans. That's what he gets. <sighs> I'm sorry I made you watch this. No, I'm glad we did because I've been interested and intrigued about it because there's been so much hype online. Yeah. Um, and I'm really just happy that something that's been hyped up so much could be disappointing. It makes me feel kind of like just – it makes me it's – calms, it's calmed me. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm like, okay. It's over. Things suck and people can think they're great and that's – yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of dude cinema. <laughs> I think I get like very soothed after like I watch yeah. a movie. I'm like, it's done. Uh, yeah. So now when someone corners me at yes. a party, yes, 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 yes. And they're like, have you seen it? And you're like, yeah, it sucked. I have, and it sucks, dude. Yeah. Sorry. And that shouldn't that shouldn't be how it is. That no. shouldn't be how it is. <sighs> but just in case we're ready, so. <laughs> okay. Well, that was. <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood. You guys, we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please join us next week when we watch American Pie. American Pie. If you want to keep up with us and which movies we're reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page, The Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to dude cinema at gmail.com. Oh, and also, we get to iTunes. Just for me. Give us five stars, hey, would you, darling? Flick me a five, too. Give it, flick her a five. Just flick us a five. Flick us a five. Love Hashtag flick us a five. <laughs> <laughs> now it sounds dirty. Yeah, it does okay, sound well, Alex, kumite to you. And also with you. <laughs> <laughs> so-